and gentlemen, welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast. I am your host, Demetrius Collins. Welcome to episode one, everyone. We made it. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I'm just like you have someone's funeral. Hello, I'm JoJo. I'm eating yogurt right now, so excuse me. Really? Yeah, so it's been a long time coming to finally release an episode. And so we're here. And now that we're here, what can you what can you expect from the Veteran Minority Podcast? Well, you can expect a lot of politics. I, mean, I, like, to, I like to talk about politics just because it's fun. Just to watch how the game is played. Um, some history, hip-hop, culture, music, rap music. And anything else, anything else that may, you know, become an interesting topic that comes to mind in the future is what you can expect to hear on this podcast. So thank you for listening, if you've taken time out to listen, and hopefully you enjoy it. All right. So first on the docket today, we got the infamous Takashi 69 caught federal charges, federal racketeering charges, and... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it in a way. I'm torn about it in a way. Not because I'm happy to see the the dude go to jail or anything like that. Excuse me. That's not what I wanted at all. That's not what it is. But it's like, um, he's not going to be making music and staining hip-hop with his buffoonery anymore. And I guess that's what I'm excited. I guess that's what I'm kind of relieved about. Not that he's going to jail, though. I hope if he comes back into hip-hop, if he has to go sit it down for a few years and come back into hip-hop, and he's on, he's acting different. Or even if he don't have to sit it down, even if he beat these charges, and he's just like, whoa, that was a near brush with death. If he comes back and he says it's on straight, cool. But the way he was repping hip-hop and the way he was trying to come into hip-hop before, just I wasn't feeling it. And I don't think a lot of people were feeling it. But somebody was feeling it because his songs was going number one. He said he was climbing the charts and he said he was getting paid. So I don't want the brother to not get paid. It's just the character that he created of himself and the things that he said. And then you combine that with the things that his attorney is saying now. Basically, basically acting like he was just a. He basically is basically. He is basically trying to pass himself off as if he was like an actor or a character, like a WWE guy type of thing. He would just go into the Takashi 6ix9ine. But it's like, dude, you have tattoos on your face. All over your face. All over your hands. You were the one saying blood. I don't know. Whatever. So that's the, that's the aspect of it that I don't have sympathy for. Because it just wasn't a good representation of what the culture needed, in my opinion. And I feel like my opinion matters. That's why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't. I didn't like it, but I also um, torn because, like I said, I don't want to see the young bro go to jail for 32 to life. Like that's 22 years old, man. You do a lot of silly things, and I guess to get fame, you know, he did a lot of silly things, and that's another thing. Too, you know, hopefully when he get out of jail, he can change up that 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 clown face that he got because he looked like a clown. So if I sound like a hater, I'm sorry, but I, cause I don't want the brother to go to jail. But ain't nothing nobody could do. Anybody could do now. He in the feds' hands, and the feds, they don't miss. When they got you in their scopes, they rarely miss. So whatever he did or didn't do or was affiliated with, he don't have to answer for that. And, I, you know, 
Yeah, I just um don't really, you know, I'm torn. Like I said, I'm just torn because I just don't like to see when a young person is about to succeed and then, you know, they get in their own way, really. And that's the most tragic thing I think about Takashi Six Nine. So I hope like a lot of young dudes is like understanding or parents, young a lot of young parents is breaking this down, like you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he, you know, is a tragedy story. If he ends up going to jail from to me for any amount of time, but you know, because he's not a tough guy. You know, I watched a lot of those interviews that he did. He's not a tough guy. Like he's not whatever he was trying to portray early in his career. He's not that for real. And he's slowly trying to move away from that. He slowly tried to move away with that at times this year. And then that that culminated in him firing his whole team to try to, I guess, clean up his image because he can't go to certain arenas. He can't do certain things. He go to the West Coast, he gets shot at. He in New York, he gets shot at. He getting kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like, his life is real. His life is real. He got kidnapped by who? Somebody in his crew. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, they kidnapped him. For what? I guess they wanted some money because he eating now. And then he said, you know, his management team robbed him mm. of $3 million. So I don't know. He was exposing it all in the interview. So, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. I don't, I have sympathy for him because of that because he's so young. I'm thinking like, man, what could the man have done to, for what could a 22 year, I'm thinking what crimes could a 22 year old make against society? That they need to get life in prison. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking about it in a, in, a, in what I feel is a realistic way, there's not many because you're so young. Mm. But you know he gonna have to answer for it. That's what the penalties. That's what the, what he was doing. He got to pay the penalties for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hate to see that. Yeah. So. Yeah, Amazon. Or the news is the another another big thing in the news is the Amazon. Yeah. Headquarters relocation, strategic planning. Amazon, man. Bezos is gonna be the president, man. Why? What? I'm serious, man. Like why? Why are you serious about because that? Because this dude, man, his company is becoming so powerful, and they're mm-hmm. branching off into like every form of like everything. Mm-hmm. And now he strategically placed his headquarters basically in Washington, D.C. Like, the White House is close enough from the city to where he's at that he could go for a morning jog to the White House if he was, like, in shape like that mm-hmm. and jog back. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, like, ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Time to start my morning. Like, I'm just like, geez, Louise, man. For real. They were saying that um the headquarters is going to be in Washington, D.C., yeah, Northern Virginia. That's how they try to pass it in off in Arlington. the articles at first. Yeah, that's that's basically the D.C. suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's like the Pentagon is there, and then right across the river is the and White House. Like Long Island as well. Queens. Long Island City, yeah. So the real estate in those areas have gone up significantly. I was listening to a news source earlier today while I was at work, and they interviewed some of the locals, and I think this particular one I'm discussing I want to say they were discussing it in Queens. They were pissed. Yeah. But because I'm unsure, it was either Queens or, you know, Arlington or whatever. But basically they were saying Probably that. Probably Queens. Their train stations were broken down and their fuel systems were shit. And they were upset because they're like, the government has the money and the resources and what have you to give you all this. What was it? Six point whatever uh, billion or million dollar tax cut. 
close. For the New York, I think it was like 2.3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they were <coughs> upset. I'd be upset, too. But there goes the show. Don't rely on the government to help you for real. Yeah. They'll help themselves. You know, the government is not here to help you. And so that's sad. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we expect? These big companies to do. That's what I'm saying. When people I feel like they need to contribute more to local businesses, I was like, no, beloved, they're not here for that. No, and you have to understand. It. Yeah, you have to get those things as a community on your own. Raise your money, do what you need to do. But yeah, that's they fight back against them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what they do. When populations grow, populations in certain cities grow to certain sizes. Big corporations start coming. Mm-hmm. Unless you're working Small for business sometimes isn't enough to sustain the local population. But I don't know. Yeah, and they were saying that unless you're working for Amazon, everyone that's already in these areas where those new locations are coming, like, they're going to have to move because they can no longer afford it if you're renting. Now, if you own your home, you know, you'll be fine and your house just appreciated a shit ton. So, you know. <laughs> for real. <laughs> if you own a house in the, in the long, what is it, Long Island City area, woo. Man, you bought you a like good bang for Amazon. Buck. Yeah, for real. I Man, I'd be using that as a rental property. Like, who needs it? Man, I don't know. I might sell that and move down south. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. But it's just the game. You know, that's what I really want people to understand on this podcast. We talking about the game, all aspects of the game, because the game is life. And all around you, things are happening that are affecting your life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't take the time to listen to those. We don't take the time to pay attention to those things. So hopefully this podcast can act as a supplement of information and things that are going on in the, in the country and in the world and just my opinion too sometimes you know that's well said, well said. yeah because Amazon is on the move to DC man to the White House and I don't know I don't like it I don't like I guess there's a lot of private tech companies in that area though Crystal City they're changing it to National Landing but I know Bezos and they say that man is like like a rabbit pit bull type focus and you gotta be to run an Amazon you know, a trillion dollar valuation that was now it's like nine hundred billion. The stocks are dropping and going up, but you know the valuation of it was a trillion dollars. And you like, you know what I mean? With that type of market cap, like these companies are affecting pu- public policy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just part of the game. And I like talking about it. So, dang, Amazon stocks right now are fifteen hundred. Just about. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It was like thirteen hundred at the top of the year, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Amazon is for real. Like Amazon is a titan. That's what I'm saying. Like th- I think Tesla stock is like three hundred and three dollars or something like that. And I was telling one of my friends, I was like, "Yo, man, you you need to buy in," because he was talking to me about Tesla and how dope Tesla is. And dog, you need to get your Teslas. You can get fully automated. It's no engines and it's two trunks and. You know what I mean? He's talking to me all this stuff about Tesla. Like, dog, you got to get one, this and that. And they got the data in the car that when it when it when they when they put when they drop a new model of the car, you know what I'm saying? You just get a hard, you just get an update. You know what I'm saying? The software updates in your car. You know what I mean? You get all that that the other cars have. Like he's selling Tesla. I'm like, bro, man, if you believe in it that much, you need to buy the stock. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, that joint's three hundred three hundred three a share. And I'm like, yeah, but. Self driving cars, this one go up. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, yo, like Amazon was like 303 a share or something at one point. Ooh, I pity. I pity my own self. Not being part of that movement. For real. Or the (laughs) Bitcoin. It's like, uh, right? You know what I mean? Like, you want to just. 
Yeah, because Bit, Bitcoin's probably done now. Yeah, so but Jesus, you made your money when it was twenty thousand. You'd be like, what? What a hundred shares at twenty thousand? You like, know man, crazy? please let me get on out the game. They were saying Flip this that, is something else. Listen, to, they were saying man. that te- like Bitcoin and a lot of tech companies had been getting so much capital because people just were investing in these random yeah. ass tech companies and yes. they had no business plans. Yes, None. these tech companies just gave mad investment, like just startups. No I'm looking at the read. I'm reading the Wall Street Journal, like, yo. Yeah, new startup, new media startups, just five hundred billion in fun. I'm like, geez, people just believing in the future of tech, and I understand it. Mm-hmm. But the tech bubble cause is causing the stocks to wobble too, though, because people are like, yo, man, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, y'all investing in things that you really don't know all too much about, just because it sounds nice if you don't really know what you're doing for real, or you know, the numbers ain't there yet. I can see if the numbers were there, but a lot of these companies didn't even have any product or service put out yet, and they were making no. a lot of money. Well, they had a lot of, yeah, a lot of money invested in them to start up. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. Um, Let's talk about the Oxnard album. Oxnard? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Anderson Pack. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I heard a little bit of it. Just around and about, but I haven't really done I listened to the whole thing it. a few times, and of course, I have to listen to it some more so that I can really immerse myself. Mm. But my favorite tracks on there this far, I'm gonna go to it so that I can be specific and get the um, get the features correct as well. So, give me a second. Yeah, first of all, the album art in itself is dope, I liked it, it's a uh, very Anderson Packish. I like the whole like little collage thing with the clean background or whatever mm. and it's a package of smooth cat mm-hmm. um, Dr. Dre, you know what I mean Dr. Dre found another one let's see of course I like Tense because I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan so mm. Tense was great I didn't like How Are You or Six Summers or Headlow for that matter I'm pretty sure um, Smile slash Petty that is a good track my favorite track on here is Trippy uh, which features J. Cole Brothers Keeper which features uh, Pusha T was great and uh, anywhere that featured Snoop Dogg, that was a pretty good track too. Um, so I think, oh, and I can't forget Beer the Chicago Kid because I love him as well. He was on this track too with Sweet Chick. That that was a funny track. So if I had to rate them, I definitely put Trippy at number one. Mm. Let's see, uh, Smile Petty at number two. Anywhere number three, Brothers Keeper four, and then Sweet Chick five. The other tracks were cool. I have to go back and listen to those so I don't rule anything out because it is still early. But yeah, they were very good. I think the album as a whole was very smooth. I don't know why, but like the um, Mansa Musa and Who Are You tracks, I really just hate those a lot. I hate those tracks a lot for no reason. Wow. Yeah, I like those songs. I mean, I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard the album in depth like I wanted to hear it enough to judge it. But I heard it's getting great reviews and people are happy that it's out. You know, mm-hmm. people, long the long-awaited return of Anderson Pack. Oh yes, yeah, so and I'm I'm a very 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 new fan of Anderson Pack, so mm-hmm. my opinion probably doesn't mean too much anyway. So don't even sweat it. Mm-hmm. What other new, what else new music is out? Mm-hmm. The Metro Boomin is cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Like, I like what I heard of it. Um, Big Crit came out with an EP. Ooh, thrice. Mm-hmm. Thrice. I don't know, Thrice X, Thrice 10, is that what it is? I don't know. One of those, but it was all right. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. You know, with Big Crit, I don't know, man. I want to hear more. Yeah. I want to hear more from Big Crit. Um, Jaden Smith, I tried to listen to him. I just wanted to see what the hype about, and it's just, it's not. I, 
it's not for me. <laughs> I don't know about James. It's like it's like white kid Coachella music, and I'm cool. Um, white kid Coachella music. Yeah, that's what they listen to in their tents when they pregame and whatnot. I don't really like it. Uh, two chains had hot. Speaking of Coachella, Bonnaroo tickets is going on sale soon. The room, it's baby. The room. It's a plan. I don't know. But anyways, uh, two chains. Girl's Best Friend with Ty Dolla Sign. I actually like that track. I didn't listen to Hot Wings, but it's EP, I think, or something or another. Um, What other? City Girls, I don't like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand that there's a big hype going around it. But coming up. I think one of them's in jail. Already? Yeah, for fraud. Well. You know what I'm saying? So hey. shouts out to her. Keep your head up. <laughs> we gonna we go, we go, we go, we bump your music when you touch down. Yeah, I'm happy you're getting money, though, but when we get getting yeah. none of mine, I don't really like it. <laughs> Wow. You're always welcome here at the Veteran Minority Podcast. You know, if you want to <laughs> stop by City Girls, but much love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what else are they talking about? Ah, gas prices, man. Oh, yeah, they're going down. They're going down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going down. Yo, mm-hmm. I seen them joints at 2.30. What I see it at? 2.37? I feel like a back of my D person right now. Man. Cause I'm like I I remember when it was like 198 man and I was just riding around just for the fuck of it because I just got my <laughs> permit or my license or whatever gas my mom said gas was 50 cent man please I'm like man what you couldn't tell me shit I'd be across <laughs> the world yeah that's what I'm thinking I I'm mean like, across the U S and I'm like yo gas companies are oceans. yo man they try to make it seem like there's not enough gas on the planet yo or enough oil on on the planet to make gas mm-hmm. for a vehicle like yo yes there is <laughs> there is yeah just certain companies certain countries have more of it than others and they control the supply of it mm-hmm. so that's why prices is fluctuating mm-hmm. yeah man opec man they produce like one third or like yeah like one third of the oil. saudi arabia produced like one third of the united states oil supply or the world oil supply mm-hmm. like you know what i mean mm-hmm Oh, speaking so, of Saudi Arabia, what about the journalists? Yeah, but before, hold on. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, so, I, I had a thought, but I know it would never happen, but I'm thinking, wouldn't it behoove people who were selling gas to make gas as cheap as it could be so that you could sell and make more? But then again, so it's not in the best interest of Saudi Arabia to use up all the oil because then that's all their natural resource. Yeah. And then they won't have any wealth as a nation. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It makes sense. I was going to say, man, you should make gas cheaper. Mm-hmm. So that way people, like you said, you'd be up everywhere. You'd be... You know what I'm saying? It'd be nothing to drive exactly. like. Exactly, you'd be up everywhere wasting. No, you'd be visiting people. People would probably go travel more and do things if gas was like a dollar a gallon. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know. Saudi Arabia, they got this, they got oil the oil game on smash. You know what I'm saying? OPEC. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Oh, speaking of something, yeah, the Crown Prince. Yeah, they said that he had that journalist killed, Koshigi. Koshiki, and the thing now about the U.S. is is U.S. is the U.S. Donald Trump and his administration going to maintain ties? And he, I guess so far the word is yeah, he's going to keep a relationship with the Saudis after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. After that, dude, he, he was killed at the U.S. consulate. So, what was the whole background story to that? Do you know? He just was a he just was a he was a Saudi Arabian journalist that was in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and he was anti-Saudi and he was critical. Mm, of okay, the Saudi okay. Arabian government, the, the theocracy. And who had him murked off? They're alleging that the crown prince. The CIA said the crown prince. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
What? I forget his name. So, yeah, school, it's, it's like people be watching House of Cards and things like that. And they think like when, when old girl got pushed in front of the train, they're like, well, that's just oh, a show. God. Like, no, no, no. It's not just a show. It's reality. Like, journalists get off in the game because mm-hmm. it's real. Like, it's real. Like, you over here writing negative stuff about me, about my regime, uncovering my, my corruption and my human, uh, human rights violations or my fraud of mm-hmm. money or, you know what I'm saying? And I got power like that to get you out of here. Took you out of here. I just got clipped. Huh? That's crazy. They just got clipped like that. Yeah, they, they clipped him straight up out the game. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. is like, so far, now Trump might get pressure from the from the House of Representatives, maybe even the Senate, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe Congress will, both houses of Congress will give him uh, pressure, but I think not. I don't think Trump ain't going to budge, man. They, they down with Saudis because Trump understands their relationship to the oil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we purchase a lot of oil, so. We need to have good relationships with those countries. So it's like, shit, what the hell is one journalist mm. to this relationship? You know what I mean? This is a billion-dollar relationship. This is a journalist. He got too nosy. I guess that's probably how they're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the game is deep, man. Mm-hmm. The game is deep. But, yeah, speaking of House of Cards, though, um, I personally like season six up until the last episode. What about you? I didn't like it. First of all, for those of you who don't know, and there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this, so just a warning, but um, Kevin Spacey, who I believe has been in the news for like sexual harassment of like underage boys or something like, like that. Yeah, something like, I think a little boy. Yeah, a dude that's a man now, but I guess when he was a boy back in the 80s, yeah. Okay. He's like Kevin Spacey, you know. Okay, so it wasn't like, hold Okay, okay, I'm following. Anyway, so he's been accused of that or whatever. So they took him out of the show. So the first five seasons have him in there. Yeah, he's now like a cent- he's like the center of the show. Yes. Now I don't agree with the outside things that have been going on, like in our real world. But as far as the show goes, like he was the centerpiece for the show. Like he made the show what it was. Whether people want to believe, like people want to acknowledge it or not, because of his little flaws that he has out here, he was the centerpiece of the show. He was a good actor. It's my first time seeing him act in something, <laughs> I think, and he was solid as hell. He made yeah, the show. Bro. Anyways, so the final season, they completely take him out, and the whole storyline, in my opinion, was just shit. He died off screen. <sighs> it's like he was there at the end of season five, and then season six, it was like, oh, Frank died in the bedroom. And they don't really tell you how or why. Or who, do they? Yeah, I mean, they, I guess it's assumed that he was killed, but they don't really say yeah. Much about how he died. He's just dead. They just turned him into a ghost, which is fine, but they should have done it more tastefully if they were going to do so. Yeah. And then, you know, all female cabinet and pregnant first lady was. It was just ridiculous. It was something that I didn't believe yeah. could happen. I don't believe that a pregnant white woman who was a widow could be president of the United States. It's just. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it might be very, very unrealistic. <laughs> but, you know. Things have already, uh, what is it? The Simpsons used to, like, foreshadow a lot of events in real time. So, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. But I just don't see it right nah, now. That was just a, nah, that ain't The Simpsons. The Simpsons is very cleverly written, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was like, oh, shit, Kevin Spacey can't be in the show. Well, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like, nah, come on. Yeah, and then also I feel like they kissed a little ass, though, for all this Me Too women movement stuff, so... 
I made the cabinet all women and how to. Yeah, it was pandering. It was pandering a bit. I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, you know. If you follow me on Twitter, Motorless with an underscore after, you can see my tweet, which I'm very proud of. Get a lot of clout for my distaste for season six. Yeah, well. I, like I said, I liked it. It was, it, it, I liked it. You know, some of it is unbelievable, but you know, some of all of TV is unbelievable. But I liked it. You know, it was cool. They showed like how the, how the uh, private sector can sometimes affect and pressure private policy, and you know, mm-hmm. I like that aspect of the show. Literally every other season before six was fabulous. It was well written. It was great. Everything. Yeah, the earlier seasons especially. It started to get stupid around season five when they started making de- when they made Claire like run for vice president. I started then that's when I really thought it started to get stupid. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I was like, okay. Because I don't see Michelle out here running for president. For vice president. VP. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. So. Or president for that matter, because Claire did end up being president. Now it was by death, but oh yeah, because she was vice president. Yeah, but she yeah, was vice president. That's what I'm saying. I just yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It, it, that that. But I but I rolled with it though. I rolled with it because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Realistically, when I look back. At history, it's like, okay, uh, President uh, FDR, he had Eleanor, and Eleanor was very politically charged. So I'm like, it's within the scope of reality. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a far scope of reality, but it could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Like, if you accept a couple, because, I mean, you can accept, I know, a couple. Like Honestly, I would have just been like, season five is our last season. I could have ended at Claire saying my turn at the end of season five. That could have been it for me. Like, my imagination could have ran wild, and I could have created all types of great fantasies, how I thought the story would end, and it would have ended on a good note, because they had to lose a character due to some, you know, ooh, some scandals. But, you know, they decided to make a season six. And the season six was, uh, literally, the the show House of Cards described season six. Like, because they built it, they built it up, and then they started, it just, the last episode, it just, I don't know. It just fell apart. It was like none of the season mattered because to me it would happen at the very last scene of the last episode. I just was like, what? Mm. So none of anything mattered. Mm. It was stupid. And I'm angry with them <laughs> for ruining such a good show. Well, that's fair. So we still have Game of Thrones. To look forward to. When does it come out? Next year you're April. When? April, 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 April. Okay. It's going down. You know, I... Even though I'm still mad at them, Game of Thrones, I'm still mad at them and I have to get this off my chest as well. You can't kill a dragon that easy, man. Like, that's not... <laughs> it's not fair. You can't, Like, you know what I mean? Why can't you kill a dragon Because a dragon easy, is like... Easily, for those a, of us a, who don't. A dragon is like a force of nature in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, how many books have you read about dragons? Like, what dragons are able to do? Not very many, which is why I was, like, shocked that you even had a problem with that. I was like, really? Yes, because, like, dragons have scales that... Arrows just bounce off and harpoons. You know what I'm saying? They got big wings that can do like gale force wind. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like you know, and they breathe fire. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they have talons. Like it's not easy to kill a dragon. And he that stupid thing just walked up and just he didn't even miss once. It wasn't even suspenseful. It wasn't like the dragon flew and it missed. He was like, no dragon. It was just like the dragon was flying and he just aimed and hit it and the dragon's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, man. Dragons are better than that, man. Yeah. God, the dragon got to be more gangster than that, man. <laughs> no, I'm serious. But. And I feel a way about that. So as long as Game of Thrones can stay away from some BS like that, then the last season, I'm here for it. I will have my HBO subscription ready. Who do I'm you ready. Who do you think is going to pull it through for everybody? Like, who do you think is going to be? Obviously, the, the Lannisters are done. 
Okay. Because they're they're not united anymore. I just want to say, although I am unsure, I doubt that Sersh is going to win just because I feel like he wouldn't do that. Even though I, I do hope that in an awful turn of events, Cersei wins just because no. I think she's such a gangster. She is. She's a thug. She's evil. She did. Man, that was crazy. Like, she blew up the whole Coliseum. She blew up everyone. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. I feel like that you have to. I don't even know. I don't even have words no. for that. Like no, that. That I was have just no like honor for respect for Cersei. No, oh. and she's gonna. She's not gonna win because she has no loyalty. She has no one with her. Mm-hmm. So. No, I feel you. It was just that one act really like brought her personality. It brought her entire character. Like it just that scene made me realize who she was. Now I was just like, damn, she's a savage. Like she doesn't care about life. That was crazy. Yeah. Then, her, then her son killing himself. Yeah, cause yeah. Man, know. her life is just shit. Yeah. But honestly, cool. though, in all honesty, like in seriousness, I am pulling for um Arya. Yeah. yeah. Arya's a Arya. that's a G. Yeah, she is a G. You know what I'm saying? Now she that, came you through. You talking about gangster and all that? I, I don't with know. The, you, with yeah. the many faces. Yeah. That's very savage. I like yeah. it. Yeah, we in there, and she's and hopefully she can get rid of Cersei. <laughs> For real, man. I'm I'm just done. If, you know, if either one of those two won, I'd be okay. I'd be like, all right. Wow, really? Yeah. But if Targaryen loot wins, you're not okay. Uh, which, which one's Targaryen? Remind me, it's been so long. Girl with the dragons. I don't like her. I thought I did, but I don't. But more than likely, because she's, she's supposed to be some all likable character. I hope everyone just flips. Cause she's I don't know. I just well, don't. What? Uh, what Remember I, that that post Tariq Nasheed posted get? with with her reaching out into the dirty people. <laughs> I was yeah, just like, I'm good. Oh yeah, yeah. The white people were carrying her. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was funny. The black people were like lifting her up. But I don't know. I don't have respect for her because I feel like it's just her beauty that gets her by. And so I just be like, eh. That's why I root for Arya because she's a straight savage for real. She'd have been through a lot of things, you know, before I think she should have been. Yeah. I mean, I bet. I guess for the time period, it was probably appropriate. Yeah. But she, her whole family um, got murdered off. Yeah, and she came back and killed the the king Yo, she and the group. Out. Saying she's mentally strong, she, she soldiered up. Yeah, I like Arya. Yeah, I really definitely. do. I hope she prospers in it all. Yeah, and everything I want for Arya, I want the exact opposite for Cersei. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we're gonna get into our next segment, our only segment as of now on the podcast, the salute report. And pretty much what that is, it could be a letter from one of the listeners or email from one of the listeners, um, or uh, more than likely for the time being, it's just gonna be a story. Or a short story or just something unique that happened to us, like an interaction between with someone, a conversation with someone. I don't know, something like that. So, um, go ahead, Miss Jojo, you go ahead and give your... Uh, well, I guess today, or like earlier today, I was like just having a day. I was just like, man, a lot was going on. But I guess the highlight of all the trash was... I don't even want to get too deep into it, but basically, people just need to be more thorough. Mm. Like, people need to cover, like, just do what you're supposed to do so that we won't have problems. I hadn't made plans for something, carried out my end of what I was supposed to do, like, for weeks. It just take time into what I was supposed to be doing, only to find out that someone wasn't thorough enough on their end and all of my things may have been for not. And that's just what that is, really, in a nutshell. So I just felt like my time was wasted, and I just need people to be more thorough. And that's that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so people need to get their act together. And that's very important, though. You're right, because when you're working in, like, a customer service job or your your key, your job is information, really. People want to know mm-hmm. what they can do, what can't they do, what are they signing, what are the ramifications of things. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's up to you to know your job, man. If you don't know your job, then you're going to give people bad information, then people are going to do bad things or misdo things. and So it's okay to not know something. You know, mm-hmm. you don't always have to know everything or pretend like you know everything. It's okay to, but yeah, I understand. And then, you know, with the whole follow up too as well. Mm-hmm. For me, man. So I just recently started doing radio. Um, this local college station and stuff. And so, I do from ten to one a.m. Um, on W A N M ninety point five. So check it out if you can. It's on I. Is it on the tune? Tune radio app. Uh, the app. It's a tune radio app, so if you get the tune, yeah, yeah it's radio. tune in radio app. It's black and blue. Yeah, you can listen to me. So ten to one, uh, every Friday. I do have my own show, the Kickback. You know what I'm saying? So come kick it with your boy at the Kickback. You know what I mean? I've got all the jams. But anyway, anyway, back on topic. So I started doing radio, and so I go in at ten to one, and so before I this weekend, before I, before I went in, before I went in, I wanted to stop by Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, read the newspaper, have some wings, and a Red Bull, some water, just chill, and leave and go to my, go do my show. So I'm sitting there, and this white lady sitting next to me, an older white lady, and you ever been in one of the situations where, like, you could tell the person wants to talk to you? But they don't know how to enter the conversation with you. But they're just itching to talk to. It's not even really you they want to talk to. It's just somebody. You ever been in that situation? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no like, doubt. yeah, she's making like little like comments about stuff. I don't know whether it be on the TV or um, on her phone, and try to engage me in conversation. I'm like, huh, like I'm really not trying to talk. I'm just trying to eat my wings and read my newspaper before I go in to do my show. And so. She finally goes in. She gets enough courage, and she just goes in about Trump. Like, look at this. She shows me something about Trump, and it was about his response to the wildfires. I don't know. But then she was just like, you know, the ho- she basically just went in about how the House Democrats are going to get it. She's launched into a tirade. I guess I gave her enough attention, and she just went into her little rant about the House Democrats, and they got the subpoena power, and yeah, buddy, we're not going to get Trump. And she was talking to me, and so... I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been hearing that since, you know, Trump got elected. And that's kind of what turned me away from watching TV so much is because for like the first three months after Trump got elected, it was like, oh, Trump's, we got him now. We got him now. And nothing ever happened. He's still the president. His reelection is coming up. He's raised a hundred million towards his reelection. Like he's progressing on and CNN is still reporting the same stuff over and over. So I don't have faith in the investigation, but she did. And so she was talking to me about the investigation and. Um, a little bit but I didn't really engage that but she went in on about it and then she started talking to me about Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams and how it was a shame that she wasn't counting Andrew Gillum's votes because she was counting votes that day and that's how she spent her day I spent my whole day counting votes she said and she was like and it was a shame that I wasn't counting Andrew Gillum and I was like I mean I guess <laughs> I mean I guess she th- I guess she expected me to be more like yeah you know what it is a shame but I was just like, I mean, 
you know. If you're just trying to appeal to you, you're black, he's black, you know. Yeah, but that's what's annoying. Mm. And then she started talking about Stacey, a- Stacey Abrams. She was like, yeah, I really wish you to won too. And I was like, hmm. And I asked her, I said, you really think this country is ready for something like that? Mm-hmm. And she was like, like what? And she was like, uh, I said, for like like black people in governorships, like especially a black woman. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I think we are ready for it. Yeah. And I was like, but they lost. And she's like, yeah, but next time, you know, it's going to progress. I'm like, okay. You know, and then she was like, um, we basically got on the subject of voting. And she asked me if I vote. And I told her, yeah, I voted in the last election. I voted for Andrew Gillum. And I told her that, but I won't be voting in any more gubernatorial or presidential elections. I'll just vote in the local and city stuff. And I won't be voting for any of those candidates. And she was like, why? And I told her because basically they don't do anything for black people. And but she told, and she just kept telling me that I had to have faith. And I just felt like she wasn't talking to me. It was just weird. It was just like a really weird position to be in. Because it was like, she, like anytime I would tell her something about why I don't vote or what the Democratic Party could do to get young black people who feel like me to vote, she just was like not engaging in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just made me realize like even more my position, I solidified my position that I do not want to vote in any more gubernatorial or presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Because no matter if it's Democrat or Republican, neither one of them are going to do anything for white, for black people. Yeah. And they're both going to maintain white supremacy. So um, just talking to her just kind of reinforced it because she was, she the whole conversation, we talked about a lot of things. She told me that she had been raped by a black man. And I found that very interesting because she was basically saying that she wasn't racist. She was like, yeah, I'm not racist, but I've been raped by a black man before. And I was just kind of like, okay. And then at the end of the conversation, we were talking about gun control. And I told her that I don't believe gun control is going to stop people from shooting. I don't think believe gun control is going to stop mass shootings. Mm-hmm. And I told her I own a gun. I was like, I'm not shooting anybody. It's not about it's not about the gun. It's about the people that have the gun. Mm-hmm. And so she told me that she has a gun. And it's, in fact, unregistered because... She, if she shoots somebody, she wants to take the body and dump it, and she don't want the cops to find nothing or trace nothing because she's not gonna get raped again. And I was like, whoa. And she just kind of like, I was like, whoa. And then like she like touched me on both sides of my shoulders, like, but you gotta have faith, buddy. Just oh, Jesus. And I was like, man, what the hell was that? I was like, yeah, man. So um, I don't have faith in our American political system, as far as like on a national level. On a local level, city level, I do. I do have faith in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think black mayors can get stuff done. I do think black people, and especially, especially in cities that have high black populations, mm-hmm. I have faith. But not on a national level, uh, no. So, But that's yeah, going to be. She was, uh, she was saying some stuff. Why don't you taking bodies and dumping it? It's a walking contradiction, ain't it? Yeah. She's going to have an unregistered gun. Yeah, but I mean, we need gun control. But clearly, your gun control won't really do anything since you have an unregistered gun, <laughs> and you're able to actually be licensed. So you know, right? And yeah, I don't know. I I just felt like I said the whole conversation was weird. And I just want to say to white people out here who might hear this podcast, please stop making things awkward when you're around black people. Just talk to us like you would talk to a white person. Mm. Like, don't try to cater to us with like black stuff and black conversation <laughs> talking to us about the black candidates like you know what I mean like I mean if that's what you would talk about okay cool 
mm-hmm. you know, but it comes off very phony when you try to talk to us about things that you think you're catering to us. Like, we can talk about anything. Man. At least smart black people can. So I had a lady at work have a conversation briefly with me, and, like, at the end of it, she was like, all right, but I saw you should. I'm like, I don't even know if you know where that comes from. And if you do, like, why is it appropriate to use it with me? Why do you have to call me Felicia? She does a lot of weird things. Yeah, man. They just, it's very awkward. Yeah, you gotta and do you guys that. make it very awkward. So please don't make it awkward. Like, just be cool, man. And don't talk to me about politics. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what? White people. Oh. But all right. That's going to do it for this first episode of the Veteran Minority Podcast. Uh, follow me. On Twitter, at Veteran Minority on Twitter. My Instagram is Demetrius Collins underscore 89. Uh, yeah, and until next time, peace. <laughs>